Good morning, podcast. I'm Chef Ben, and this is Food in Five, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And today we are talking about five commonly disliked foods and how to make them taste good. When I was a kid, there were two things that I hated above everything else. Carrots and mushrooms. I learned to love carrots pretty quickly, but mushrooms, on the other hand, took me a very long time to learn to like. Everyone has things, be it from their childhood or recent discoveries that they don't like. What I have discovered through my journey and through the stories of other people is that turning a dislike into a like is more a matter of perspective than anything else. The below list contains five commonly disliked foods. You may like some of the items on the list or they may be on the list of things that you hate. Every one of the below items has one main thing in common. They were, on, they were all on my list of dislikes, but now I love them. So if I learned to love them, perhaps you could too. Before I get into this, I should answer one simple question. Why? Why should we try to learn the, the, to like the foods that we don't like? Why put in the effort? The answer is as simple as the question. We don't know what we're missing. Eggplant, or aubergine for our British friends, is an odd little item. It can sometimes be tough and rubbery, but it can also be mushy and slimy. If I were born into an Italian, Chinese, or Middle Eastern family, I would have grew up eating it. But I wasn't, and I didn't. Uh, eggplant is not something I grew up eating. I had never had it until I was about 15 or 16, and to be honest, it wasn't my favorite thing in the world for a while after that. On its own, eggplant can have an odd texture and bitter flavor, but if you learn to cook it properly, this all goes away, and what you're left with is something truly magical. The first thing you have to think about with eggplant is the bitterness. There are two main ways to get rid of this unpleasant flavor. The first way is to cook it out. This is generally done when you want a more creamy texture. To do this, you either put a whole eggplant on a barbecue or over a fire, or cut it in half, drizzle it with olive oil, salt and pepper, and roast it face up in the oven. Cook it until the insides pretty much liquefy. If using the barbecue method, remove the eggplant from the grill after about 45 minutes to an hour, cut it in half, and drizzle it with olive oil, salt and pepper. The second technique is used for a firmer textured eggplant. If you were to make eggplant parmesan, for example, this is the technique you would use. Slice the eggplant into rounds, about a quarter inch to a half inch thick. Take a sheet pan or cookie sheet, put a layer of paper towel down, place the eggplant on the paper towel and season very generously with salt. Flip the eggplant over and salt the other side. Cover with more paper towel and let it sit for about 30 minutes or up to an hour. After the set amount of time, rinse the eggplant in a cold water, pat dry and proceed to cook it however you would like. This salting draws moisture out of the eggplant and removes a lot of the bitterness. Because so much moisture has been removed, the eggplant doesn't go to mush when it's cooked, but rather, excuse me, holds its shape and texture. Preparing eggplant in either of the, the above ways will yield flavors that you never thought possible uh, from such a non-vegetable. You'll find sweetness instead of bitterness, silkiness instead of mushiness, mushiness, excuse me, and who knows, you may even enjoy it. Mushrooms. For a very long time, I hated mushrooms. I hated them. It was more of a textural thing than flavor, and I couldn't stand the slimy, spongy little bastards in my mouth. It really has only been the last four years or so that I've started to enjoy and even love mushrooms. And I do sometimes still have textural issues, but more often than not, I enjoy them. How did I turn my hate and disdain for mushrooms into love and admiration? When I grew up, we mostly only had button mushrooms, those little white jerks you see in the grocery store. My mom and I would forage for mushrooms, but because I hated them, I would never really try the ones we picked in the forest. What I realized later in life 
was that I didn't hate mushrooms. There were over 10,000 species of mushrooms in North America alone. I couldn't hate them all. What I hated were those little sons of bitches from the grocery store. Those little white devils. The taste of blandness, mustiness, regret, and horseshit. I started branching out and trying different mushrooms. What I realized was that I really liked most of them. Some of the mushrooms I tried, like lion's mane for example, was one of the best things I had ever eaten. Sautéed with a little butter, salt, and pepper, it tasted just like a steak. Amazing. For me, the secret to learning to like mushrooms was realizing, was realizing that a mushroom is not just a mushroom. They all taste different. They all have different textures, and they're all better than those terrible little white things you get at the grocery store that are called quote-unquote mushrooms. If you don't like mushrooms, I suggest trying a variety you've never had before. Go to your local farmer's market or Chinese grocery store and see what you're missing. You'll probably find one that you like and that will open the floodgates. Olives. My experience with olives was similar to my experience with mushrooms. What I learned is that I don't hate olives. I love olives. I hate shitty olives. Those little fish-eyed looking black olive rings you see on pizza or get out of a can, those are terrible. They taste bitter, salty, and awful. I fell in love with olives when I had Bravo Spanish olives from my local specialty grocery store. I liked them so much I sat down and ate almost the whole container. Remember prior to this I hated olives. These didn't taste like olives I had tried before, these actually had flavor. You probably can't get the same kind of olives as I can, but if you want to experiment with olives, go to your local specialty grocery store and ask for samples at the deli counter. They'll be more than happy to oblige and your world will be blown open. Once you discover what an olive can taste like, you'll never go back to those little black rings again. Brussels sprouts. It's hard to say whether I hated Brussels sprouts because I actually hated them, or because as a child, TV and media told me I was supposed to. Whatever the reason, I pretty much just refused to try them, uh, and on the rare occasion that I did try them, they had no seasoning or butter, and they were overcooked and pretty gross. What I discovered as an adult is that when they are cooked properly, either roasted or boiled, only to the point that they're tender, not mushy, they can be delicious. Roasted Brussels sprouts on high heat caramelizes the outside, making them sweet and giving them a bit of crispiness. All they need is olive oil, salt, and pepper. But if you wanted to add bacon and blue cheese to them, you wouldn't regret it. Boiling them is fine as long as they're not overcooked. When boiling Brussels sprouts, there are two main things to remember. Don't cover them. Just like any green vegetable, covering them will lead to discoloration. When green vegetables are cooking, they release a gas that if captured will discolor them. This is easy to prevent by not putting a lid on the pot. This discoloration will, over, will occur from overcooking or adding acid to the cooking liquid as well. A little vinegar or lemon juice goes very well with Brussels sprouts, but wait until the very last second to add it. Number two, do not overcook them. When cooking Brussels sprouts, think of them as little potatoes. You want them to be fork tender, meaning a fork can easily be poked into them, but they shouldn't be mushy or slimy. This is really important if you want to actually enjoy eating them. If you're boiling them, drain them, season them with salt and pepper, and add butter uh, and lemon juice. This will make them even more delicious than they already naturally are. Fish. Uh, over the years, I have nailed down three main reasons why people don't like fish. Number one, it's often overcooked. Overcooked fish is disgusting, it has a weird texture, it's dry, and it tastes terrible. I live by the ocean. I've lived by the ocean for pretty much my whole life, and most of the people I know have also lived by the ocean for their entire lives. 
The majority of those people don't like fish. It's crazy to say, but a lot of people here hate fish. And if you ask them why, they'll usually say it's because how their mom used to cook it. Fish, when cooked properly, should be tender and moist. You should be able to break it apart with your tongue. You shouldn't have to chew it. The thing that leads to overcooked fish is generally fear. People think that fish needs to be well done or they'll get worms or whatever. Do you know how many people eat sushi every day and don't get worms? If the salmon that you're cooking has a bit of translucency in the center, it isn't going to hurt you. In fact, it's going to be even more delicious. Yes, you don't want your fish to be raw most of the time, but overcooking will, make it, uh, will not make it any better. Most fish cooks really quickly. A salmon filet in a 400 degree oven will take between 12 to 15 minutes depending on size. Uh, it will be even quicker if you sear it in a pan first. Pan fried haddock uh, will only take three to four minutes per side. Be much more afraid of overcooking your fish than undercooking it, and you'll be amazed at the difference in taste and texture. Number two, it has a fishy taste. Most fish should never taste fishy. If your fish smells fishy or tastes fishy, it's old. It doesn't mean it's going to kill you, it's just not as fresh as it could be. To avoid this, it's generally, or I generally try not to buy a fish from the grocery store. When I do buy it there, uh, it is almost always old and smelly, which is sad to say, but it's true. I generally try to get it from small suppliers or places I trust, um, and nothing will make you hate fish more than getting food poisoning from it. Buy fish from fish stores. It'll be fresh, and they will always recommend delicious recipes, delicious ways to prepare it. Number three, it has bones. Yep, it does. Fish has bones. So does chicken, beef, pork, lamb, turkey, or any other animal. If you buy fish at a fish store, they will generally be happy to remove any bones, but you're eating food. It's real. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's okay, but it has a bone, and they just pick it out. I hope that this list inspires you to try at least one thing you don't like because you really don't know what you could be missing. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, or I guess Food in 10 today. This was a very long episode, and I apologize for that. I hope that you got something out of it. I hope that you have a fantastic Friday and a fantastic weekend, and I will be back on Monday with another great episode of Food in 5. As always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like and subscribe to this podcast. And again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, everybody.